Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to Unspoken Logic. I'm your host, Michael. Let's get started. So, first and foremost, I just want to say sorry for not posting yesterday. Um, upgraded my operating system on my MacBook and it completely uh, went haywire. Uh, stay far away from Big Sur. Uh, so I resorted back to Catalina. Catalina took about 13 hours to pull from the time machine. I'm here now and I got a lot of stuff to cover. And I think I'm actually going to break this down into a two-part series. This one is going to be called Vaccine Deadline. Part one. I'll start off with this. All tyrannies rule through fraud and force. But once the fraud is exposed, they must rely exclusively on force. George Orwell. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Thomas Jefferson, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It couldn't be more true with the tyranny that we're facing. And like Thomas Jefferson also said, when governments fear the people, there's liberty. When the people fear the government, there's tyranny. Right now we are seeing such a huge amount of government overreach, which is why I'm going to be calling this episode Vaccine Deadline. And either way, there's going to be a line drawn in the sand. Those that prevail will be the ones with free thought. Those that prevail will be the ones that have logical thinking critical thinking skills to realize everything that we've been fed this narrative the false propaganda is a lie and it's not real one thing that's been making uh, major headlines is a White House briefing by your one and only uh, president here in the United States he stated I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. He goes on to say, but it's here now and it's spreading. It's going to increase. We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated for themselves, their families, and the hospitals they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you are protected from severe illness and death. He goes on to say, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and schools for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing And we will get through this, he said. For the unvaccinated, 
You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Twice, he repeated this. The saying of winter of severe illness and death, it sounds like a grim warning to me. It sounds like these evil individuals have to put out in plain sight what they're doing. And they need to do this because they need to make you aware of what their plan is before they can actually go through with it. And I believe we are seeing something far more nefarious, possibly biblical. Because once you hear about what's going on in the United States, you're going to realize that the mark of the beast, which my theory has been a long time about this vaccine mRNA jab has been about. The warning of a winter of a severe illness and death reminds me of Operation Dark Winter. And for those of you that don't know what Operation Dark Winter is, it is, or was, possibly is, um, a training exercise. On June 22nd through the 23rd, 2001, the Center for Strategic International Studies, the John Hopkins Center for the Civilian Biodefense Studies, the Answer Institute for Homeland Security, and the Oklahoma City National Memorial Institute for the Prevention Terrorism hosted a senior level war game examining the national security, intergovernmental, and information challenges of a biological attack on the American homeland. Now, key players in this were the president, national security advisor, director of Central intelligence uh, agency, which minus the I, chairman of joint chiefs of staff, secretary of health, secretary of state, attorney general, director, federal emergency management agency, or we know them as FEMA, the FBI director, governor of Oklahoma, press secretary of governor uh, of Oklahoma, correspondence, news, Pentagon producer, and three reporters. So essentially the players were introduced to the crisis during a National Security Council meeting scheduled to address several emerging crises, including the deployment of a carrier task force to the Middle East. At the start of the meeting, the Director of Health and Human Services informed the president of a confirmed case of smallpox in Oklahoma City. Additional smallpox cases were soon identified in Georgia and Pennsylvania. More cases were reported in Oklahoma. The source of the infection was unknown. An exposure was presumed to have taken place at least nine days earlier due to the lengthy incubation period of smallpox. Consequently, exposed individuals had likely traveled from the point of contact and the scenario spanned 13 days, nine, 13, again, uh, what I was talking about with the numbers, 9, 13. And we will be discussing numbers in a later episode, but this is about vaccine deadline. Now, this operation, smallpox, was chosen because of its high case fatality rate and transmissibility. 
represents one of the most serious biological warfare threats to the civilian population in 1980. The World Health Assembly announced that smallpox had been eradicated and recommended that all countries cease vaccinations. Although labs in two countries still officially store smallpox samples, US and Russia, its reappearance would almost certainly indicate an intentional outbreak. Aerosol release of smallpox virus disseminated among a relatively small population could result in a significant epidemic. Evidence suggests the infectious dose is very small. Several factors are cause for concern. The disease has historically been feared as one of the most serious of all pestilential diseases. It is physically disfiguring, bears a 30% case fatality rate, and there is no treatment. It is communicable from person to person. Vaccination seized in this country in 1972. And vaccination immunity acquired before this time has undoubtedly waned. Prior to eradication, data on smallpox outbreaks in Europe indicated that victims had the potential to infect 10 to 20 other people. However, there's never been a smallpox outbreak in such a densely populated, highly mobile, unvaccinated population such as exists today. In 1947, in response to a single case of smallpox in New York City, 6,350,000 people were immunized, 500,000 people in one day, including President Harry Truman in 1972. After disappearing from Yugoslavia for four decades, a single case of smallpox emerged. There are two ways to control a smallpox epidemic. Vaccine and isolation. Yugoslavia's communist leader, Joseph Tito, used both. He instituted a nationwide quarantine and immunized the entire country of 20 million people using vaccines supplied by the World Health Organization. Estimates of the current U.S. supply of smallpox vaccine ranges from 7 to 12 million doses. The stock cannot be immediately replenished since all the vaccine production facilities were dismantled after 1980, and renewed vaccine production is estimated to require at least 24 to 36 months. The CDC and Prevention recently contracted with the Canvas Inc. of Cambridge, Massachusetts to produce 40 million doses of the new vaccine. If you want to look further into this, type in Operation Dark Winter. You can find the script and you can read the entire thing. And this was actually on the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. You can read all about it. You can read about the exercise and exactly what I think this dark winter, the death, uh, is in reference to. There's going to be a dark winter. You know, there are little things that you can pick up on with the neuro-linguistic programming of the certain words that are used in the numbers. COVID-19. With COVID-19 or Omicron, if we live in an inverted world and everything is not what it seems, then it would also suggest that what we're being told is also inverted. And if you take a mirrored 
inverted of the word COVID-19, you get 91 Dybbuk. Something about the word COVID acronym has always caused a check in the spirit. Now, COVID backwards is Dybbuk. D is Latin, means apart. And Volk also comes from Latin, where it has the meaning to call or voice. Apart to call. In Greek, much like Latin, Volk is to call, but D means twice or twins. Twice call or twin calls. We have seen the twin symbolism from the Minneapolis Twin Cities incident with twin George Floyd to the Artemis Accords, who is a twin to the Apollo, to the DNA altering vaccination where two becomes one. A Dybbuk is a cleaving spirit that attaches itself to people that can cause extreme mental illness. So I ask you, does it look like we're seeing a cleaving today? When you look around, does it look like something has attached themselves to these people? That they're not normal, almost like an NPC or a non-player character. If you're just joining us and you're listening to this, the information needs to be passed on. Dr. Andreas Nowak died to expose the graphene hydroxide. Luke Montagnier has exposed and what he thinks is going to be a mass genocide where incinerators are going to have to be brought in to burn the bodies. Will that be the unvaccinated or the people that are vaccinated? Now I ask you, how many people do you know that are fully vaccinated? They're never going to truly be fully vaccinated. But how many do you know that have gotten two, three, four, and they are constantly sick. They constantly have something wrong with them. And if these people are the only ones that are going out and getting tested, wouldn't that mean that the high rate that we're seeing is caused by the vaccinated? And if their vaccination works, why do you need somebody to get theirs to protect you? If it doesn't fully protect you and it's absolutely worthless. So worthless that they're saying that you actually need to get more than two in a year. Three, four, five. When do you wake up? When do you realize that this mass deception is for something bigger? In Greek, pharmacy or pharmakia appears in Galatians 5.20. Regarding the acts of the flesh, which include sorcery, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, factions, envy, drunkenness, and orgies. Walking by the Holy Spirit prevents us from gratifying works of the flesh. It also appears in Revelation 18 where it is revealed that Babylon the Great, or America, the mother of prostitutes, the abominations on earth, has deceived all of the nations with her sorceries, or pharmakia. All the kings of the earth were immoral with her. Again, connecting heads of state with this particular sin. Pharmakia is defined by strong as the use of medicine, drugs, or spells, or the practice of administering drugs 
or drug-related sorcery or the practice of magical arts. It's also found twice in Isaiah 47.9 and 47.12. Babylon is a god in her own eyes. In that culture, the use of pharmacia drugs also served as largely so the immoral sexual activity could continue without consequence and temple prostitutes could retain their figures. The use of such products are prohibited in Didoc, an early church document providing newly converting formerly pagan Gentiles with the basics of faith in Christ. Revelations 21.8, as an occupation with sorcery or pharmacom, identified as a druggist or preparer of poisons. There is religious fervor and strongly held belief included with this occupation. Now, if you're seeing pharmacia, and you're seeing that big pharma is the one that's pushing this out, and you're seeing deception, you're seeing hints, you're seeing the numbers, you're seeing everything point in the direction of this does not make sense. Does that become enough? Wait until I tell you about what they're doing here in America. But first, I want to talk about the mRNA and a little bit about what Dr. Andreas Nowak was mentioning. Quantum dots, DNR barcoding, nano razors, and the Israeli state. With his leaked footage, right, confirmed by his wife that he died, an English translation um, of this video, right, can be found on TV. Good luck trying to play the video. It actually shows under a microscope uh, these hydroxide yet I've been unable to play it no matter what platform or what type of software I try to upload it to so with microspheres and micro bubbles micro beads and microspheres are listed as an active ingredient in the Pfizer death jab microspheres and micro bubbles are listed in the Moderna death jab patent now what are these? They're micrometer-sized devices, approximately equal to size to a red blood cell, according to the NIH. That's about the width of a human hair. Microspheres and microbubbles are made from polylactic co-glycolic acid, or PLGA. PLGA is a copolymer made from graphene oxide. Graphene oxide, PLGA, nanofibers, are used in a host of Food and Drug Administration FDA approved therapeutic devices. However, the ingredients of these devices are cytotoxic, meaning they destroy cells. Graphene oxide, PLGA, toxicity induces an inflammatory response and deadly cytokine storm reaction, according to the animal studies. Now the microspheres are coated with gold nanoparticles. Microspheres are also used for scaffolding, which is artificial tissue engineering inside the human body. The scaffolds are materials that have been engineered to cause desirable cellular interactions to contribute to the formation of new functional tissue for medical purposes. Cells are often seeded into the structure capable of supporting three-dimensional tissue formation. The technology is being used for DNA-based tissue engineering and scaffolding of humans without their informed consent. 
On the web page that I mentioned, you could also go on there and you can verify that information from a Slovakian study of uh, the actual jab. Microbubbles, certain one or more viral vectors coding CRISPR-Cas9 system. It's a state-of-the-art drug and chemical delivery method. They contain lab-enhanced chimeric proteins of the messenger RNA or DNA. Microbubbles have a lipid and nickel-coated quartz substrate. They contain a drug and chemical payload in the outer lipid coating and another payload on the inside. Graphene oxide nanotubes enable microbubbles to self-replicate via the electrical pulse, uh, which is interesting. We're going to come back to the electrical pulse or the electromagnetic frequency that can be used to essentially activate. So they interlink by electrodes. The microbubbles were designed to break through the blood-brain barrier and deliver their drug and chemical payload into the brain cells. Ultrasound is used to help the microbubbles breach the blood-brain barrier. The gene delivery technology was funded and developed for this purpose of treating sick people, not healthy people. It was intended to be used as treatment for cancer not as a medical intervention. The microbubble microsphere devices carry drug and chemical payloads for controlled release of encapsulated DNA. Its targeted drug delivery can be unloaded over an extended period of time or whenever they see fit. This is very important to understand. They can be formulated for sustained release and programmed to release its payload at a later date. They can flip the switch. It can be days. It can be weeks. It could be months. Or it can be years. And that's straight from the Moderna patent. So is it going to be a dark winter? Or is it because they want it to be? Now, atomic scale nanometer devices called quantum dots and microbeads are also components of the jab, essentially a weapons system, because that's what this is. They are found in both Pfizer and the Moderna patents. Why? Thought this was about something else. Thought this was about a virus. Sounds like they're injecting a weapon that self-destructs inside your body. I wonder why. Now, these nanoscale technology devices are a thousand times smaller than a micrometer. Quantum dots have nothing to do with plastic particles. These are carbon-based nanocrystals, 10 to 50 atoms thick and made from graphene. All right, so the quantum dots are used for DNA barcoding of humans using CRISPR-Cas9 technology. They are superconductors made for bioimaging and biotracking of humans. They too were developed for therapeutic, quote unquote, use to eradicate cancers, not to enslave us, not to enslave the future generations of America. You need to wake up. You need to shake yourself awake and realize what 
is going on because when it gets to that point and it ends up on your doorstep it will be too late I'm telling you now when the blue helmets roll in it will be too late and I don't even know if any of these episodes are even getting out there my metrics are looking very low from the very beginning till now so more than likely and that was right after my vaccine roulette episode where I discussed Dr. Andreas Nowak and his findings you need to spread this you need to share this you need to tell as many people about this because our future your children's future depend on it resist any type of tyranny because rebellion becomes duty and again Thomas Jefferson if you like what you hear share it if you think there's value share it that can be found on www.rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash unspoken hyphen logic you can also look me up on Spotify and Apple podcast unspoken logic again I hope this helps in finding your place and whatever this massive entangled web of lies that's been created or portrayed something has to be said the information needs to be put out there in open dialogue for the listeners to make an educated decision on the string of information we put together you make up your own mind but until next time keep it logical